First Timothy chapter 3, please, in your Bibles. And let's open the worship of God today with this passage of exhortation and instruction from Paul to Timothy. First Timothy chapter 3. We're in, at this place in the Bible, we're in the middle of 13 pastoral chapters from Paul to Timothy and Titus about how they ought to conduct themselves in the ministry. I read to you the last three verses of chapter 3. These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in a glory. Amen. amen and amen. Paul wrote these 13 chapters to tell Timothy and Titus as two leading ministers that would ordain other ministers how they ought to behave themselves in the house of God. And so the material around these three verses that I've just read is about how ministers should behave and fulfill their job description in representing the Lord Jesus Christ in his local churches. Then Paul transitions just for a moment and describing the house of God as the church of the living God, he says it's the pillar and ground of the truth. A pillar holds things up. The ground is the foundation of it. We as a local church are to be the support, the defense, the help, the aid, the strength of the truth. And what is the truth? And without controversy, the truth is very great. And it's revealed to us from heaven by spiritual revelation. And it's called a mystery because we would not know it apart from God's revelation. And these are things we would not know. And there's six of them listed in verse 16. Without controversy, there's no debate about this matter. Great is the mystery of godliness. What I'm about to list to you is very great. It's undebatable. And it's a mystery because we know it. Others don't know it. It can't be discovered by a microscope or a telescope. There's no think tanks that come up with these kind of things. There's no research to develop and find this information. It's given by pure revelation. God was manifest in the flesh. The Word became flesh. God came down and visited earth for 33 and a half years in the form of human flesh in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. The truth that we want to defend, the truth that we want to uphold as its ground and its pillar is centered, focused, and emphasized in Jesus the Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. Everything in our church should flow around the Lord Jesus Christ. We should want to see him today as the men just prayed in the back room. God was manifest. He was revealed and displayed as the only begotten Son of God through Jesus of Nazareth. He was justified in the Spirit by the mighty signs and wonders that he did by the power of the Holy Ghost 
And it is the Holy Spirit that raised him from the dead and declared him to be the Son of God with power. Romans chapter 1, verse 4 says it that way. Scene of angels. There was angels all around his ministry that observed him, waited upon him, did his bidding and his calling. They burst the skies of Judea open to declare that he had been born. They strengthened him in the desert when he was tempted by the devil 40 days and 40 nights. They strengthened him in the garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion. He was preached unto the Gentiles, especially by the Apostle Paul. He was believed on in the world, that is, including us Gentiles, and he was received up into glory. He levitated out of this world and was received up into heaven at the right hand of God where he was crowned with glory and honor and power over all the creation in the universe. He sits as God's vice regent and has all the authority of the universe. He is subject only to God himself. The angels sing his praises. The redeemed sing his praises. All creatures sing his praises. Today, we have come to John chapter 5, and it is a wonderful courtroom drama of the Lord Jesus Christ facing his hateful, rabid Jewish enemies, and he will defend himself from their charges in a glorious way, and I hope that we can rejoice in the Lord Jesus Christ today. We are Bible Christians. We don't learn about Jesus Christ from hummingbirds, gazing at stars with telescopes, or looking at microbes with microscopes. We learn about the Lord Jesus Christ only one way, by the revelation of Holy Scripture. There is plenty of historical information, more for him than other men of his era, that we can prove that Jesus of Nazareth lived, what kind of a religion he had, what was the name of his religion, what was the character of the people that followed him, that there was, in their opinion, a, a solar eclipse of the sun in the latter part of his life, at, at his crucifixion. We can see all that in secular sources, but that is nothing compared to what I just read to you. Amen. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory where he is forevermore at God's right hand, waiting for us to join him there. Let us worship him first now with prayer. Almighty God, the Lord Jehovah, there is no God beside thee. They are all the imaginations, the vain imaginations, the profane imaginations of wicked and foolish men. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, Lord Jehovah, we thank Thee that You have sent Your Son to be our Savior and our Lord and our King and our Judge. We bless and praise Thy great and glorious name. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank Thee that You took, via the Word of God, human flesh, to become the only begotten Son of God in Jesus of Nazareth. We thank Thee for the virgin birth. We thank Thee for the sinless life. We thank Thee for the substitutionary death. We thank Thee for the resurrection of His dead body and His ascension and glorification in heaven at Your right hand. Heavenly Father, we want to see the Lord Jesus Christ today. There is nothing in this world. There is nothing in our flesh. And the devil himself would do anything in his power to keep us from knowing and loving thy son. 
Thus we call upon thee to help us. Heavenly Father, put a hedge about us and deliver us from the powers of darkness and open our eyes, our ears, and our minds and our hearts that we would be attentive and affectionate toward thy Son. We thank thee for Jesus of Nazareth. We thank thee that he waited until the 30th year of his life when he was baptized by the first Baptist preacher, John. We thank thee, O Lord, that when he was confronted by the Jews, he gave the astounding, glorious, wonderful, evidence-filled answer that we have in John chapter 5. We want to see him today. We want to rejoice. We want to punch the air, if only in spirit. We, we want to clap and applause our glorious Lord. We want to see in the details the promises that are held out to us, the offers held out to us in his word. Oh Lord, bless us this day to see your son. Heavenly Father, let not a soul escape. I pray again, let not a soul escape today that does not come to terms with the Lord Jesus Christ. Bring them to a place of repentance. Humble them. Show them, O Lord, that to believe on Jesus Christ is to love Jesus Christ. And to love him is to keep his commandments. And to keep his commandments is to truly keep those that affect us personally. That we might break ourselves upon him, lest he fall upon us and grind us to powder. Heavenly Father, we are thankful to be in this house this day on the 25th of December, four days after the winter solstice. We abominate what is going on around us. We hate it, Heavenly Father. We despise it and we reject it. We pray that in your mercy, you would send your angel with an inkhorn to mark everyone in this assembly and those that would hear it later that sigh and groan by reason of the abominations done in this nation on this day. We have nothing to do with Rome. We reject it because your word tells us to. We thank thee that in the days of these kings, you would set up a kingdom. The God of heaven would set up a kingdom and Jesus would be its king. We thank thee for the word of God that expressly declares that the church of Rome is filled with doctrines of devils. We thank thee that the church of Rome is a garishly dressed great whore riding upon the pagan Roman empire into power with a cup of fornication in her hands who has committed fornication with the kings of the earth and is the mother of abominations, including Christmas day and of harlot churches. O Lord, we want to be your faithful, chaste, pure bride. Help us to that end. We hate what's around us. We have rejected it. We avoid it. We've come out from among them. We do not want to touch the unclean thing. But, O Lord, there's unclean things that we do touch. And do not let us fill the role of a hypocrite by blasting away against Christmas if we have sin in our hearts, minds, lips, hands, or feet. Sins of omission or commission. Heavenly Father, right now, according to your justice and faithfulness and the Lord Jesus Christ finished work, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
we confess our sins. Heavenly Father, pour out thy Spirit upon us, the Spirit of enlightenment and revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might see the Scriptures clearly this day. Thank you for sending him to be with us, among us, and in us, individually and corporately. We are blessed abundantly. We have all that we could ask, and so much more. We thank Thee for it all, and we pray for these blessings. On every church of saints around the world, we thank Thee for our nation and pray for its preservation. We thank Thee for all Your mercies through the year 2016. We pray that You would lead us yet higher and farther in 2017 by Your grace, for Your glory, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.